once forged in the fires of PR and journalism, Curtis Dewar and Corey Westbrook united to create C-Squared. Now on our podcast, we interview musicians and other industry professionals to give you an inside look on how to take your music to the next level. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the C-Squared podcast with Corey and Curtis. We are back today with Pedro from A&P Reacts. He is joining us for the second time because he's got some balls on him. And uh, apparently he likes us, I guess. I don't know. Either that or he's a glutton for punishment. But either way, we do want to say thank you for joining us again. We are happy to have you braving the podcast. Well, it's my pleasure to be back on this show. You guys are, are, are great people, great human beings. Uh, so I'm, I'm more than happy to, uh, to partake in, in the festivities. In the shenanigans and the tomfoolery. Um, and for people who may have missed the last show, which if you did, you should go back and listen to it. Do you want to give just like a really brief introduction on who you are and what you do? Yeah, I'm 50% of ANP Reacts. I'm perhaps the P, if you will, uh, of ANP Reacts. And uh, <laughs> we have a, a YouTube channel where we do reactions, reviews, vlogging, everything metal related. It's There's a lot of different metal content on our channel. We don't pigeonhole ourselves just with one thing. So if you're into metal and you want to get a little bit of everything that's happening in the world today, perhaps our channel would be a good place to check it out. So I, I want to start off. So Pedro said we could ask him absolutely anything we wanted to on this podcast. So it could get kind of weird just as, like, as an aside, but on a non-controversial no. weird on this podcast. This could get really weird, though. Um, but on a non-controversial note, we're going to start off with something very simplistic and non-controversial. So basically, can you go over what the difference between a review and reaction video is and what the purpose is of each as you see it? I, I think uh, it, it depends on how you look at it. If you're looking at some of our videos where we, we tag them as reaction reviews or mm -hmm. like an album review, I think you're talking about the video content, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. So the way I look at it, a reaction video is pretty much just, you know, somebody watching a video and recording their reaction to that video. I, I think the person who pioneered this whole thing was perhaps Joe Rogan when he did the Two Girls, One Cup video. And from that point on, that's where a lot of the stuff kind of got started. Uh, and then you start to see a lot of people popping up through YouTube doing reaction videos, which is, like I said, pretty much just you recording yourself, the that natural reaction of watching something for the first time. That's perhaps how we started our own channel as well. If you go back and you watch some of our earlier videos, we really don't add much to the conversation. We just sit there, press record, watch a video, and that's pretty much the way it went. I felt like there was a little bit, uh, there was not enough meat on the bone as far as I'm concerned. And I, I wanted to go a little, I wanted to dive a little bit deeper. I didn't want to pause the videos a hundred times. I didn't want to be one of these guys that has these old faces, like, you know, like a young kid watching porn for the first time. I didn't want to be one of those guys. Not that I have anything against them. It's just not who I am because I don't do that on my own spare time when I'm watching a video on YouTube. I don't know many people that do, to be honest. So I wanted us to watch the video, have that natural reaction of watching a video or watching or listening to a song for the first time being recorded. But then I wanted my son and I to dive a little bit deeper into how we feel about the song. What do we like about the song? This is the review part. In terms of what we like, what we didn't like, what do we think it could have been done differently, what we would like to see differently in that song 
not to say that the song is not done properly, but to fit our mold or to fit our perception or to fit our liking a little bit better. And that creates a very interesting dynamic because we're two complete different generations, obviously. He's going to come from a different point of view than I am coming from. And that creates for a very interesting uh, conversation between us because then we can not only talk about the song, we can talk about the music, we can talk about the lyrics, we can talk about other things that that conversation might lead us down, which most often than not is these really weird tangents and rabbit holes. But it really makes for, in my opinion, interesting content because you're watching not just the reactions of, of this father and son, then you're going to listen to what their thought process is about the song, about the music, and about the art form in the video format as well. Fair. So now, so what do you, what would you kind of say would be the difference in purpose though between doing a straight review and doing a reaction video? I feel that most of the reaction videos are done by people that don't necessarily listen to the music, that don't necessarily understand the, the culture that comes with, with the metal scene. They're, they're doing it because it, it's almost shock value, right? Like, so if you go watch two grannies doing reaction videos, you, you know, you know that on their spare time, they're not driving around listening to Carcass. It's just not, it's, it's just not happening, right? Mm -hmm. So you're, you're watching it for that, that shock value content. And I think most of the reaction channels, that's really what they're about. Like if you watch those reaction channels where they have kids listening to Pantera and Van Halen for the first time, you're not really watching it for anything more than that shock value. It, it's really uh, reality TV in, in, in a YouTube content format. Uh, there's, it, it's almost like if I recorded myself watching Big Brother and uploaded it. So there's, there's a little bit of that voyeurism and there's a little bit of that shock culture value in that part. I, I think that's interesting, but it's very flat. It's, it's, it's just skimming the surface. So when you add the review side into the picture, now you're getting in, into more of people who are part of that culture, who understand the sound, who understand the music. But we're not musicians, and so we don't claim to be musicians. But that doesn't mean we don't have an opinion. We have an opinion on the music that we like, on the music that we don't like. And I think people that come into our channel, they're as much intrigued by, by what we're going to do during the video itself as the conversation that follows after. Because I think they like the dynamic of two people. It's almost like a visual podcast for, for a specific song, right? So you get to hear the opinion of these two people that you value in terms of a song that perhaps you really like. And, 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 and then allows for a discussion to happen in the comment section. Fair. No follow-up, Curtis? You look like you I, have a follow-up. No, I was waiting for oh you to my. take a- I'm I was, super shocked that you don't have a follow-up right I now. I thought you was gonna ask me about the grannies, but- okay. I was, okay, I'll do my follow-up, but I was gonna- Yeah, do your follow-up, because I can see it burning inside of you. <laughs> All right, so- then let me ask you this, Pedro, because I, I, unless I unless I misunderstood the stood what you were saying, um, so then what's the point of having two metal guys do reaction videos if you think that mainly it's for the shock value for people to react to things that they're not used to reacting to? Out of curious words, I'm, I'm curious about that because it seems to be at odds with what you do. Uh, it, it, is, it, it could be at odd, and, and I'm not saying it's not. I, I honestly, sometimes I don't understand why people watch our own videos. So, like, I, I, I share a little bit of, of your uh, perplexion in terms of, of the question you just asked me. 
I, I think it comes down to a fact that some people don't live in an area or are not part of their own metal scene or their own metal culture because it doesn't exist where they are. Uh, I use my son as a perfect example of that. Outside of him and me talking about metal, he doesn't really have any friend that he can talk to about the last song that he just heard. And how infuriating it is for you to listen to an incredible track in your house and have nobody to talk to about that specific song. It, it really drives you bonkers. So if you have a place where you can go to and have two guys listening to a song that you just heard that you think it's incredible or you think it's absolutely crap, or whatever the case might be, and you see them discussing that song and allowing you to be part of the discussion by commenting in the video, by, by posting your thoughts, by having your, your thoughts be part of the overall uh, panorama of what that video is about, it gives you an outlet. It makes you feel like you're part of that larger family that otherwise you perhaps don't have access to. So you're doing it for a culture thing versus a shock value thing. Right? 100%. The reason why our channel exists is really to promote the culture, the, the metal scene, the, the local metal scenes in different countries, uh, in Finland, Sweden, Canada, US, whatever the case might be, promote bands that not necessarily have a, a method of showcasing themselves to a much larger audience. If you see some of the bands that we do on our channel, we we have more followers than they do. You know yeah. what I mean? But, yeah. if you go, but if you go to some other channels that are doing it more for the shock value, they don't touch those bands. They will only touch bands that have a larger audience than they have it themselves because they're looking at growing. They're looking at that shock value. They're looking at becoming bigger and being part of a scene that already exists and just kind of, you know, attaching your hitch to it and go for the ride. That's not what we're really into. And that's why we don't do uh, a lot of bands that other people are doing like Avenged Sevenfold, Metallica, Megadeth, all of these big bands. I've, I've heard Metallica unless they have a new track that I haven't heard yet, but why would I sit there and watch Injustice for All for the 150th time? It's just, it's, it, I know it would get views, but that's not why I'm doing it. You know what I mean? So it just doesn't fit the purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get it. And that actually kind of leads into the next question of like, how do you pick the bands that you choose to do reactions or reviews on? Because I'm sure you get 8 billion requests every week of react yeah. to review this. So how do you pick? Do you just like, Put them all in a hat and draw one or is there a process there's a process by the way uh, out of those eight billion seven are, are coming from you guys uh, but uh <laughs> hey yay good good hey, hey only seven i thought it'd be at least seven and a half billion no no it's it's only seven i'm being generous here uh no we have a method to the madness we have a process so what we do is mondays uh first of all every week we do a throwback thursday on thursday obviously uh, and, and it started off by me wanting to show my son a song from my youth, from when I was his age, and go through the track and, and kind of, uh, you know, giving him a little bit of a glimpse of how metal sounded like when I was his age, which is completely different from what it sounds today. Uh, so that's how it started with Throwback Thursdays. Uh, now our, we're kind of going a different direction, which is people showing us the songs of their youth. And so it's kind of interesting because it's allowing me to rediscover a lot of older bands that I not necessarily uh, listen to. So it's a really interesting dynamic. So we have our throwback Thursdays. Then, uh, then we do three Patreon requests a week. Normally, one of those throwback Thursdays is a Patreon request. Uh, so we do that as well. On Monday, we also do a, a band request or like a PR request. So if we have it normally either an unsigned band or a really small band that doesn't necessarily have a lot of uh, a, a lot of power behind it. So we want to on Mondays really give 
those bands a spotlight, a chance to, to shine. And, and we save that spot every Monday for one of those smaller, uh, smaller upcoming bands, if you will. Outside of that, we also have a Patreon poll winner of the week. So we throw five videos up on Patreon that were released throughout the week. The winner, we check it out on the channel. Uh, and then we always pick the ones that were like, oh, we really got to check this one. Like Archspire put out a new video off. I, I got to check that that stuff out or, or you know, Sabaton throws a new video out there. Oh, I really got to check that. Like, so we go with bands that we really like, that we really dig. Um, and we also listen to what people are saying in the comment section, because there might be a band out there that we normally don't listen to or don't know about, but it's getting a lot of traction in the comment section with people saying, hey, you guys got to check out this band. And if you get that much traction, there's got to be something to it. So it opens up your curiosity and you're kind of like, well, now I kind of got to go look and see what this band is all about. So that's kind of the schedule that we have. Mm -hmm. I, I, got a, I got a little bit of a follow-up about the reaction, kind of a little bit off topic, not really. Um, well, I mean, it kind of is. So you guys kind of go into the reaction videos totally blind, right? A hundred percent. Unless, unless, unless one of us knows. And if we do, we give a disclaimer at the beginning of the video. So for example, if my son heard a song on Spotify and he's like, my dad would love this track. So let's check out that video on the channel or vice versa. If I'm doing an album review and I'm like, wow, this album is incredible. He would really dig it. So let's do one video from that band on the channel. But if we do that at the beginning of the video, I say that, you know, either me or him, we already heard the song. We, are, we already know the song, but we're watching the video for the first time together. And one of us is listening to the song for the first time. I just want to put that out there. We, we yeah. put that disclaimer there. Okay, because what I was going to ask you was kind of like, so have you ever done like a blind reaction video where it was like totally the wrong genre and not metal or anything like that? Or has it always been 100%? Wow, I, I don't think we've ever done a video that was not metal, but we've done a few videos that at the end, of, first of all, I couldn't wait for the video to be over. Second, if we weren't recording, I probably would have stopped within five seconds. And third, at the end of the video, our comments were not very nice uh, <laughs> towards the video, the song, or, or, or the people who requested us to check out that video or that song. Um, it happens sometimes. It's really awkward. And, and it, it, that's one of the things that we talk about when we go into a video and we look at the duration of the video and we see this song is 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 15 minutes. We're like, oh, man, this better be good. Because if it's not good, we're going to be sitting here for 15 minutes looking at a camera, looking at each other, hoping that time flies, and we're stuck. We're yeah. stuck. Cool, cool. Uh, so, oh, go ahead, Corey. You look like oh, you no, go. You go. No, no, I, I just want to add that that's why when when PR uh, companies ask us to check out a video, the first thing that I say is, listen, you got to take the good with the bad, because I, I'm going to press play. I've never heard the band before. I've never seen the video before. I'm going to press play and I'm going to press record. What comes out of our mouth and what happens, happens. There's no take back. There's no re-recording. There's nothing. So I, I, people always have to be aware of that. There's no editing. Yep. Um, go ahead, Corey. I was going to say, are there any reviews that or like reactions that you haven't published because they were just so, so bad that you were like, I can't do this? <laughs> no. Oh, no. no. You just go full no. brutal if it happens. I, 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 we've had a few that were less than pleasant towards the band or the video itself 
And we just put them out there because I, I think at the end of the day, if if I just post the stuff that's positive, it's it starts to dilute a little bit what we're doing because I don't like everything. I, I don't, I, you know, and, and just because I don't, what I always say at the end of the day is this, just because I don't like one song doesn't mean I don't like the band. Maybe I need to listen to a different song. Maybe that was not the right song to start with. Maybe I should have started with a different track. So I always give that as, as, as a starting point for the people watching us. Because I think that's important because it's happened to us. The first time we listened to Hatebreed on the channel, I was like, man, this this dude, I didn't even know who his name was. I was like, this this dude, Jamie Just, he's really pissed. Like, who pissed on his cornflakes? He sounds really mad all the time. Like, really, like, he's really mad all the And then we listened to others, so we didn't like it. And then I, by accident, I listened to another track and I was like, wow, this is Hatebreed? Now, this one I like. And now we're huge fans of the band. And it just goes to show you that you cannot just take that one song, that one experience. Uh, it, it's just worth what it is. But you have to kind of give the band another chance, dive a little bit deeper. And then if you continue to feel the same way, you continue to feel the same way. But we don't hold back. Whatever whatever comes out, sometimes, sometimes I look at my son at the end of the video and I'm like, what did you just say? Like we did a Karak Angren video and he said that the song he, he, he kind of referenced the song or or made it an equivalent of farting on a crowded elevator. And I'm like, dude, you 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 realize I'm friends with the guys in the band and you realize not only the label, but the band is going to watch this video. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't say that in the video. I said that afterwards because I was like, it was, well, that's how I felt. That's what I said. I was like, OK, fine. It is what it is. And then one of the guys in the band sends me a message and he's like, well, I thought it was hilarious because it was unfiltered is exactly what he thought. He said, and I can't really be mad at that. It's his opinion. It's just, it is what it is, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, have you ever wished you guys hadn't said something in a video that you published? Said something positive or had said something? Oh, negative. Like, do you, is there, has there ever been a time where it's been like, okay, you put out something negative or, or one of you guys said something because you don't do any editing like us. Uh, and you're just like, man, I wish we wouldn't have put that out. Uh, I mean, I, I, I've, it comes like that, that video, it crossed my mind. Like I'm going to put a video out there where we're, we're, we're there. We're drawing an equivalent line between farting in a crowded elevator in a song. I, 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 I don't know how you can make this, this sound positive in any sort of way, but it, it's just like, we, we have to stick to our guns and it's be who we are, say what comes to our mind, uh, like regardless of how crazy at my sound it's who we are sometimes we sometimes not we me i crack jokes about dicks and balls and all sorts of stuff and, and and i think that's just who we are so the people who who've been watching us for a long time the bands that that watch our videos and that share our videos they know that's 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 who we are that's our natural way of, of being and you know when you put something out there into the ether of the internet you have to be open to the positive and the negative you can't just be looking at one thing all the time there's people who don't like what we do and that's fine they have their opinion i'm i'm totally cool with that i i always try to be specifically uh, on the review side i try to be uh, critical but at the same time with a positive spin as much as possible sometimes it's impossible because sometimes you get caught in that moment and it's that natural thing that comes from a conversation of, of two people you almost forget that you're being recorded and you just say something 
And you're like, uh, like the other day he said something that I thought was perhaps slightly racist. And I was like, oh. dude, that's, that's, that's kind of racist or maybe sexist. He's like, no, it's not. It's my opinion is how I feel. And I'm grounding my thought process and I'm explaining why I got to that point. I was like, okay, fair enough. But I think we're going to get some hate for it. And I said this in the video. And then we didn't get hate from it because people understand that that there's a conversation that's happening between two people. And this is just the natural thought process. It's not said with malice. There's context. And I think in the day that we live in, a lot of things are either taken out of context or people don't put context into what they hear from others. I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, Corey, you want to go follow up? Uh, I don't have a follow up. Do you have a follow up? Because I was going to move on to the next one. Let's move on. All right. So for people who want to get into doing reviews of albums, it's it's kind of a polarizing thing right now where, you know, there's like two styles of reviewing where people think this is a good review, but this is not a good review. And do you have any tips for people who want to do reviews on, you know, things they should incorporate into their reviews or um, things that you prefer to see? Yeah, I, one thing that drives me crazy is when I see some people who do reviews, either written reviews or video reviews, saying that they have uh, 15 albums to listen to today to, to do a review. I don't know how can you listen to 15 albums in one day and be able to fully review those records with really a clear understanding of what you just listened to. I listen to an album at least five to six times before I sit down to even take notes I'm not even talking about recording. I'm talking about taking notes and then recording the video. And I, I think you're doing a disservice to the bands if you're listening to 15 records in one day and you're throwing some words together in terms of what how these albums sounded like. I, I just, I, I think it's fluff. I don't like it. Uh, and like I said, I think it's really doing a disservice for the work that the bands have put in into those records. I come at the review from the perspective of a fan. So I, I'm not a, 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 a trained musician. I don't have any background in music whatsoever. So I can't get technical because that's not my background. I, I would be going out of my, I would be playing above the rim and, and yep. I can really only shoot from the perimeter. So I think it's important for me to come from a fan's perspective. Now I, I created my own way of reviewing. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. It works for me. And normally the way I tackle a review, I tackle from the perspective of what I would want to hear from somebody else telling me about the album. So if I called Curtis and I said, hey, Curtis, what do you think of album X? I would like him to tell me in a, in a, in a similar format that I'm telling you when I'm doing my review, which is give you a, an overall feel of how the album feels like, of how the album flows, of how the album sounds, and then break it down into the different elements that make up that sound, that make up that record, going into a little bit of how the guitars come across, the drums, the bass, the vocals, give you an overall feel of where of what the album sounds to me and what I thought the band was trying to create with the record, because those are two different things. Uh, the band could have nailed their vision. That doesn't mean I like their vision. So I think it's important for me to say how I feel towards the record, but then also compare that to where I think the band was trying to go with the record. I really think it's important to put it that way. And then give you a couple of my favorite songs on the album to kind of give you an idea of what to expect uh, more on, on an intricate detail. Now, you could say, well, uh, because I get criticized a lot, oh, you don't give a rating. You don't say if this is five out of 10 or six. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but when I go into an art gallery, I don't sit there and say, wow, this painting is great. I think it's a seven out of 10. No, art yeah. is art. It's subjective. I, 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 who am I to say that this album is five out of 10? 
or, or six out of 10. I, I, like, like where did this rating came from? So I, I can only express what the music made me feel, how I interpreted that music, what was my journey through that record, and then pass on that experience that I had with that album to those watching the video. Because to me, the rating is completely irrelevant because an album could be five out of five for me and Curtis listens to that same album and it's one out of five for him because we have different emotional baggages. We come from different places. We have different tastes. And, and, and it's not to say that he's wrong and I'm right or I'm wrong and he's right. No, it's subjective. So that's how I would say. Now, if you're getting into this game of reviewing albums, I think, first of all, start off by doing what you like, reviewing, uh, uh, not reviewing only albums that you like, but but do it because you really like the music and you have an opinion that you feel it's important to share with others. Don't do it to get extra views. Don't do it. Don't do it for the wrong reasons. Let me just put it that way. And then create a flow that works for you. Don't try to copy A. Don't try to copy B. Don't try to copy C. Create something that it's natural to you, that feels that feels good when you're doing that, you feel comfortable with it. And try to be as understanding of the vision of the artist as you are of your own opinion of what that vision is all about. So to make a long story not short at all, that's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> but that, that's a very good point with the rating system. And I actually agree with that is because it is totally subjective. Like, I mean, I'm not going to like everything you like. You're not going to like everything I like. Corey's not going to like it either. So it's like, how do you really know what's good and what's bad? So um, moving right along. Let the rating system might be required so depending yeah. on the outline we we may have to do it but i yeah. do kind of think it, it's kind of like like a lazy thing for the readers so they can yeah. just review and then get to the number and then move on with their lives i i, I think that's exactly what the problem is people don't want to necessarily listen to what my opinion of the album is they just want to get the cool's notes so mm -hmm. did you like it is it four out of five is it like, yeah. that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it to share the journey that I embarked on when I listened to that record. Uh, and, and I think that's a lot more meaningful. That's what music, that, that's what connects us. You, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's what, what should be all about. Well, there's another thing, too, that I want to point out. I know Corey, Corey was just about to say something. But another thing, too, is that from a fan's perspective, it might be a lower rating than from the journalist who's trained as a musician. Because sometimes they kind of, I've noticed some kind of, review higher if they feel like the technical proficiency is, is there but they're not really looking at it from a fan perspective like there's certain types of music where it's just like it's played excellently but i i personally think it's boring as fuck right so my own opinion on that what were you gonna say Corey? i have completely forgotten sorry <laughs> <laughs> it happens it happens sorry sorry um so i think did did we do enough on review tips Corey, or do we want to move on Oh, yeah, I, I think those are some good tips for people wanting to get into reviews. I mean, that's kind of the polarizing thing is the like the the rating system that people yeah. are are adhering to. But again, I like I said, depending on the outlet, it's required. But if you're doing it on your own, you don't have to do the rating system. And if people are coming to you to listen to your reviews or to read your reviews, they should actually listen to or read your reviews. Otherwise, why are they even there? Yeah, like I've seen some reviews where it says it's 4.5 out of 5 and when I read the content of the review it's pretty much saying hey I thought it was kind of good I liked it you know it's fun I'll listen to it again like okay I, I didn't need to read that review to get that up like, you know what I mean like it's such a generic 
opinion mm-hmm. that that really doesn't tell me anything about the album that I didn't know beforehand just by knowing who the band is. Yeah, that's yeah. No, I agree one hundred percent on that. So now we got one more question for you, Pedro. Unless we think of something else in between, so can you give some advice for anyone who wants to start doing reaction videos? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me about aliens because I thought we had this. We'll, thing get, that we... we'll get into we'll that get into too. That. We'll get into that. <laughs> uh, reaction videos. My yeah. my advice is, is is this: if you want to do it because you want to have fun doing it, then do whatever whatever band or or whatever it is that you want to do. Just go for it. There's no right way or wrong way. There's just your way. Now understand that people may not gravitate to your way of doing things, but if you're doing it because you want to have fun, then it shouldn't matter if people gravitate to it or not. If you're doing it because you want to reach a goal of having a certain amount of views or viewership or whatever the reason might be, then I would suggest to go with bands that you know are going to be interesting for people. For example, if I did seven videos, one video a week, and all seven bands are unsigned bands that nobody's ever heard of, who's going to watch that video outside of the people in the bands, right? So you're not going to grow your channel. You're not going to grow your viewership by doing that. They might be interesting to you. You may love those bands, but nobody around the world knows them. So I I really think you have to have a game plan. For us, the game plan was always creating a community in order for us to spread uh, metal awareness, if you will. But understanding to get to the point in which we can uh, spread that awareness, we have to build a viewership. So you have to make some compromises at the beginning in order to bring those viewers in. And once you have an established viewership, then you can start to introduce some caveats here and there and go a little bit uh, off the beaten path, if you will. Uh, I think that's the right approach. Uh, It would be like a band changing completely their sound from record one to record two, just because record one sold a lot. And now they feel they feel like, oh, we sold a lot. So now we can just go and do something that we actually like, because that first album, we actually didn't really like that. We just did that or changing their sound to go with whatever the trend is. Like if you look at Machine Head, they started as a groove metal band. And then during the new metal scene, they changed their sound into new metal because that's what was selling. And I'm not throwing them under the bus. This is just a reality. I hate it. Do it. Throw Throw them under the bus. Oh, so that's the one I, I think I saw on your Twitter feed saying about Machine Head. I, uh, I, I very well possible I said something about Machine Head. <laughs> so I, I just think that if you want to get into the reaction game, have a game plan on what do you want from the channel and then create the roadmap, create a vision board, if you will, of, of how you're going to get to that end point. And like I said, the, the path has to be determined by where the final destination is going to be. Because otherwise, you're going to be walking on two parallel lines and they're never going to meet each other at the end. So I think that's the best advice that I can give people. That's very good advice. So speaking of which, so are you a fan of Machine Head or not? So let's just ask this pertinent question. I'm a fan of Machine Head first three, four records. I'm not a huge fan of Machine Head since then. Uh, To me, their best album to date is still Burn My Eyes. There's no better album than that. I mean, that album is just phenomenal. It was was the first concert I've ever seen was Machine Head opening up for Slayer in 1994. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm a fan of Machine Head. I went to see their 25th anniversary tour of Burn My Eyes. Uh, I I just think they've kind of lost, not that they lost their way, but they they kind of went with a wave. They kind of went with the times and not necessarily stayed grounded in terms of, of what their sound was. And I'm not saying a band has to be 
on album one the way they are on album 10. Yeah. But I think there has to be an organic evolution of that sound and not necessarily the, having the sound be driven by sales. It, it just, it comes across, you know, to the listener. It just comes across to the listener. Fair. So um, what controversial question do we want to ask Pedro before we wrap up, Corey? Actually, we did say we would talk about this. I want to know your opinion on aliens. Ooh, Are they real? Here. Are they not real? What, where do you stand here? To quote uh, Jordan Peterson, define aliens. No, I'm, ju I'm just joking. I, I just, uh, I, I always love uh, to throw one of those out there. I mean, do I believe in aliens? Uh, it, it would be very selfish of me to think that we're the only living creatures in the whole universe. Uh, so is there, is there aliens out there? I'm sure there are, 100%. Do they look the way we think they look? Maybe not. Probably not. But, uh, you know, there's definitely life out there. Is it intelligent life? Well, sometimes I wonder if there's intelligent life on this planet. So I, I think there's definitely, so I, I think there's definitely uh, aliens out there. I don't think they look the way George from History Channel thinks that they look like. I also don't think that everything that, that, uh, that we don't have an answer for was, was aliens. Like, I, you know, to me sounds so simplistic and, and, and life is not simple. We're not simple people. We're not simple organisms. So yeah, there is. There are aliens out there. Uh, I, I don't know if we'll. I don't know if in my lifetime we'll have that opportunity to see alien life forms uh, in whatever shape format uh, they could be. But yeah, why you don't think there are aliens out there? Oh no, I think it would be silly to think that we're alone in this gigantic ass universe. But here's another question: Do you think heavy metal has been independently developed? by aliens on another planet? Like, is there an alien version of Judas Priest out there rocking away? Or is their music gonna sound completely different and not have metal? In my vision of aliens listening to metal, it has to be technical death metal because I just picture them on a spaceship traveling at warp speeds, listening to like Arch Spire or Inferi or bands of that nature that are just absolutely ripping it. I don't even know how they can play that fast, that technical and sound the way that they do. So if, if aliens are, are listening to metal or if there is a metal genre that was created in outer space and, and then uh, brought to earth, uh, has to be technical death metal, I, I, I would think so. Now, if I was going to send a capsule into space with metal for aliens to discover, uh, I would have to go with with some good old fashioned cock rock or maybe some power metal. I agree. <laughs> I agree with this. Um, do we have any more follow up questions for Pedro, uh, Corey? I think I am good on my end. Do you have anything else you would like to say, Pedro? Well, I oh, could probably have a zillion different controversial questions to ask him, but I'm going to shut my mouth for now because uh, we're almost at the 40 minute mark and uh, we could probably. I'm uh, asking Pedro if he had anything else to say. Oh, not oh sorry my <laughs> no i mean I, I, the, the aliens question was not very controversial i was expecting something a little bit a, a little bit deeper uh but you know i i i'm just glad that you guys gave me a chance to come here chat with you guys i love talking to you about about reaction videos about music about metal about anything so uh for me there's no uh off the books topic and uh and i'm always uh happy to see another invitation in my in my inbox so thanks for the opportunity. You know what? I got one last follow-up question for Pedro. I got one. What is your what what new album would you recommend to people to check out that's come out in the last uh, how many months we are in? Eight months of 2021. I would have to say Judas, Lord of the Lost. 
That's the cover of the album. I don't know if you guys can see it. I can see it now. Judas by Lord of the Lost? Yeah, it's, it's a phenomenal record. Uh, to make it really quick, it's a concept album about Judas. Uh, it's a two-disc album. On one disc, you get more of the traditional story of Judas as we know from the Bible. On the other disc, you get a different perception of Judas from the book, uh, the book of Judas. So you get two different discs. One, there's a lot of darkness where Judas is portrayed as a villain. On the other disc, you have more of a brighter side of Judas where he's actually doing something uh, that, that is his calling. Like he was born to do that. And if he didn't do that, uh, the whole story of Jesus wouldn't have happened the way it did. So it's a very interesting album. It sounds very different from disc one into disc two. The atmosphere is very different from one to the other. One being a lot more goth and being a lot darker and the other one being a lot more goth rock and a lot brighter. Very interesting concept by Lord of the Lost. I think it's their best album to date. Everything about the concept from the cover artwork uh, where you have like the tattoo, which is the J of Judas with an inverted cross. So from yeah. the artwork, from, from the, the lyrical content, the two discs, how the album flows, everything, magnificent work by Lord of the Lost. A lot of work went into that record. It may not be your cup of tea as far as sound is concerned, but the, the, the thought process to create an album like this, this dynamic, it's, uh, it's really something. Oh, I 100% agree. I love everything Chris Harms touches. And the, the Lord of the Lost um, ensemble album, oh my lordy, that was beautiful too. So like, I don't think he ever churns out anything that's bad. <laughs> no, and, he, and he's a great guy in the band, all, all great guys. They're really super fun people, nice people. The work that he put into this record is just outstanding. There's no stone left unturned. Everything is perfect. When you look at the artwork, where, where the darker album has a black cover, the brighter album has a white cover. Uh, when you get the CD, the CD is split with both sides, one inverted. And, and the inverted one depends on how you hold it. So if you believe more on one side, you can hold that one as the one standing forward. If you believe more on the other, you can flip it around. And, and, and one is positive and one is negative, depending on the point of view of the listener, not necessarily of the band. So I love that record. Nice. Okay, well, we're going to end off here. So I'm going to say party on, Corey. Party on, Curtis. Party on, Pedro. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on your platform of choice. You can also join the conversation by following us on any social media and suggesting guests or topics you'd like to learn more about. Thanks for listening to C-Squared.